Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsverse. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his Tuesday respite with the folks at Betsverse Golf, beautiful in blue, Mr. Andy Molitor. And we had a lot of fun yesterday, Andy. Dan, 2 0 with his soccer picks, one of them a little easier than the other. And I only lost one tennis bet. So, you know, overall, a pretty good day. Yeah, I was going to say, like, between Dan just crushing it and uh, the Euro success we had, is 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 soccer just easy? Like, have we solved soccer? Oh, it's an efficient market over. Maybe, you say all the time maybe, in soccer is easy. Yeah, I don't maybe think it is. it is. Like, I've struggled in my lifetime with soccer, but it's fun to it's fun to have some success, especially man. And too, some of these Canadians, and maybe this is coming down too with I don't know. You have a bet three six five account, right? Uh, I have to drive to Jersey for it, but yeah. Yeah, but in Jersey, they had something too where like hockey and soccer matches, if your team went up two goals, they just graded a winner. And same thing with baseball. It's like five runs or something. So that's a, that's a good case for using that account for that because soccer is annoying, especially MLS. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I effed up. I didn't watch a show. I got really busy with life stuff yesterday. Missed out on some winners real pain in my ass ended up betting some baseball that didn't work out but we're back it's almost golf time golf starts tomorrow it sucks that they don't do a good job at this tournament and i have a tweet i put in the newsletter that did a good job because like you think about as you reach weeks 14 15 16 in the nfl and they always have articles and graphics on screen and it's talked about at halftime shows and all the time like, oh, these teams are in the hunt or this team's on the bubble. Here's all the playoff scenarios. Like, literally, this is the week. This is the final week to get into, you know, the FedEx playoffs. And there's a ton of guys. There's like 50 guys who, if they finish high enough, get maybe that's a little too, but 30 or 40. I have the tweet. It's great. Somebody does a great job of this over at the PGA of putting out, like, their minimum requirements to get inside the line. But only the 125 top players in the FedEx rankings get into the playoffs next week. And then after the tournament, the top 70 advance. And then after that, the top 30, it sucks that the playoffs aren't any fun. And it's during the time that everyone loves football, but man, they should do a better job of this bubble watch stuff because there are a bunch of guys who can make a shitload of money by, you know, just placing 18th or better in this tournament. And it's, it's a fun narrative for a, of kind of a weak ass field. So speaking of said weak ass field, I do have a tournament matchup. I want to uh this is bounce fun. off you guys. I didn't play a lot this week. These high variance tournaments, these birdie fests, I think I end up with fewer tournament matchups because of the unpredictable nature of things. And I ended up with just three. One will be in the newsletter if you subscribe to that. So you're gonna get two thirds of them for free. Just, just handing you winners. Oh, my, my regular season, or uh, regular season, full tournament matchups have done well this year. So, I'm not even uh, just you know boasting about giving you something shitty for free. It's actually hopefully something good. But uh, Webb Simpson, this is right up there with uh, the trivia that everybody knows if you follow golf. Webb Simpson loves this tournament so much he named his daughter after it, which is weird. If you terrible. actually. It's, Why would it's you do weird. that to your daughter? Well, not only that, he didn't name his daughter after like the course or something 
about the course. Like you could name your daughter Azalea if you he really named it after the Masters. sponsor. He named her after the sponsor, Wyndham Rose Simpson. So you are named after a hotel chain, which I guess so is Paris Hilton, but uh, that's different. She's born into it. Either it's, way, it's, she owns the hotel chain. That's that's a little yeah, different. But it is much different. Connie. Connie didn't have much say in uh, passing mm. the genes down to her, but regardless, the narrative around it is he can just come in here and turn it around, and this is his tournament, the Webb Simpson Open. He's he's always been good here. He's only won it once, but he does love it here. Unfortunately, his form has sucked coming into this, and I'm fully willing to take advantage of his price being a little too high for a guy who hasn't played very well. I tried to bet him over Jason Day last week. And lost money on him. So Webb Simpson owes me a little cash. Billy Horschel is a guy whose form has been good. He has a win this season. He's playing Billy very Hope. good golf right now. He's taken the he's taken some breaks where he's needed to. So he's he's well rested coming in, playing good golf. He's an accurate ball striker. And I played him minus one and a half over Webb Simpson at even money. This is still available over at Bet Online. It's a little more expensive at Bookmaker, which always makes me feel better. So I laid the stroke and a half. If you're scared, go to church or just lay the money line. You can bet like minus 125, minus 130 on this as well. But I did lay the stroke and a half. I think uh, I think there's a spicy bet to be made on Webb Simpson to miss the cut here as one of the favorites. That's always a fun one. Those never seem to work out for me, but I'm just going to take the the matchup instead. I like that. And, um, you know, you talk about that course narrative. It's not necessarily a great thing to be playing bad golf and go back to a course that you generally play well at. It, it actually doubles and triples down your level of frustration. Again, just as a candid observer of a ton of golfers throughout my life, it's, I've known guys that when they're in slumps, they try to leave, go somewhere else and play somewhere different because at least you've got a different challenge. It looks different. There is something honestly haunting about going to a golf course where you generally play well and you come out and you have a couple bogeys in the first hole or just a couple bad shots, it really just, again, multiplies all that bad stuff you got floating around in your head. Yeah, you have an excuse like, ah, I've never played here. I don't really know this course. Like, that's, you know, oh, it's, you know, this, this isn't my home course. I'm no good at this. That's why I just shot 97. So I get that. I like that a lot. But yeah, the Webb Simpson fade, full effect. And uh, let's turn our heads towards our nation's capital, San Jose. More tennis, lots of underdogs today, Andy. You're going to like this. You always like the big underdogs. But we'll start in Washington. Like you said, these matches will be getting underway shortly. Um, the first one up in Washington is going to be uh, Pekovic Marino. So you've got some time to get these in. Our first bet, uh, Seville, Pagula, under 20. Um, actually gave this out yesterday, so you might have this already. And that'll start about... 120, 130 or so this afternoon, Eastern time. But I've been playing unders in Washington to some success here. This, for whatever reason, and I've tried to go back and look, and historically, this is an unders tournament. I mean, I think it might be the transition, the fact that it's a week before a big tournament. Again, you got a lot of people traveling from Europe. They're changing surfaces. It's the week before a bigger event. And I think all those little things add up to generally quicker matches. You have, you have people fighting a little bit less hard because there's less money, less points, and Again, maybe a little bit less attention. All generally theory, and I'm going to go back and try to do some work on smaller tournaments that maybe fit those same criteria to see if it carries over. But for whatever reason, these Washington courts have been great for unders, and Jesse Pakula loves it here. Defending champion, blows out just about everybody she plays here. 
thought about maybe laying the five games, but under 20 and actually the market looks like, well, I guess under 20 is at standard juice is the same. I'm seeing some 20 and a half at minus 120, something like that. That's about the same as, as under 20. So maybe the market's moved a little against us, but I'm happy to grab the under here. And the 6364, I got myself a win. 6464, I've got myself a push where if you're laying that five games and maybe things are a little bit too tight in the first or second set, you're not feeling great. So give me the under there. And then it's big underdog time. We'll start with Anna Kalinskaya going against Simona Halep. Simona Halep, one of the best players on tour when she's playing well, but just checks all my boxes of big favorites to be worried about. Struggled a lot more than she should have in her first match. Um, really should be able to put that one away. I think at a 7-5, like 6-3, 6-4 kind of match, something like that, where much tougher than it needed to be. And I, I look at Kalinskaya, really good game for these courts, played fantastic in her first match. And just all these numbers look a little too big to me. I had this, the game spread closer to five. I had the money line closer to plus 400. So give me a little bit of the money line and then a full bet there on the plus six games. We'll go down San Jose. These are all this afternoon. Gave out Pliskova yesterday. Um, numbers starting to move towards us a little bit. The plus four is a little juicier. The money lines actually looks like it's down below plus 200. So poke around. Maybe there's a stale book. Hopefully you got this yesterday. Don't play Pliskova any less than plus 200. Sorry um, if you can't find that, but hopefully you got on that yesterday. The plus four games is still around. It's always odd. The money lines seem to move a lot more than some of the, the game spreads do. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. So you should still be able to get the plus four. Again, Pliskova being very underrated. And she frankly is having a down year, but still a solid player, still able to serve her way through um, some of these sets, especially in San Jose, where it tends to be a little quicker. Goes up against Amanda Anasimova, whose market rating is just sky high at this point. And we bet on her quite a bit. I had a lot of Anasimova outrights early in the season, but I think We've tipped a little bit too far the other way. Happy to take Pliskova here as a big dog and plus the four games. And then someone who, to be honest, I didn't really know who Elizabeth Mandlick was before this week. Um, <laughs> generally plays at much lower levels, has been ripping through, you know, W25s, W15s, things like that. But is playing some fantastic tennis this week. Um, absolutely demolished Allison Risk. Now, the scoreline looks, you know, maybe a little bit closer because Mandlick did get broken early, but was able to come back and really put one on risk, beat Teichman in the qualifiers. Again, three sets, but loses the first set and comes back with a 6-3-6-0, just really playing above her head and just winning a lot of matches. Paula Badosa going to be playing her first hardcourt match um, since Wimbledon, has really been having a funky kind of last month or so. Now, maybe it's the grass swing and she's not necessarily used to that. Maybe snaps back into form, but... This should be four and a half, not five and a half. And this should be closer to plus 300 than plus 400. So let's get a whole bunch of big dogs this afternoon. Maybe one or two will win, but I think we'll definitely cover these spreads. Yeah, I'm all over that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm all over that plus five and a half. I like a big spread in the women's game when you have a susceptible, uh, a susceptible, a susceptible favorite for sure. So I like that. It's kind of your jam, big dogs. I didn't play a big dog. I played a little APP today. Not oh. just trying to fill some stuff, but something that made me mad yesterday was maybe goofing around, parlaying a few favorites in the ATP, and things didn't quite go how I wanted them to go. So I ended up uh, maybe a revenge bet. Is this a revenge bet? I suppose it is. Nice. But that, Max, Maxime. Maxime Cressy. That was I don't know what accent I was throwing in there. This kid's American, so I don't I don't know why I'm throwing a uh, 
a French. Maxime feels like a French name though. So I'm going to give it that. I did play him on the handicap here. I, the books I have, and again, I don't have the legal books, which kind of stinks. It's harder for me to sell games like heritage has it. And sometimes you can get it at certain places on bigger tournaments, but I struggled to find a minus two. That wasn't just like minus one fourteen. Like it really wasn't worth the squeeze. So I laid a little more juice than I like to in tennis, um, especially here on a short favorite. I love selling this out to two. If you have it, if you can find a two at a reasonable price, uh, I would play that. But this is going to be a match that is later today as well as it is North American tennis, taking on big old Jack Sock. And Jack Sock is not good. Goffin really, really, really let him off the hook there. He was up big and then just started playing just stupid tennis, just dumb tennis. Like if you have a guy who's, let's put it nicely, because we've did we afforded the same courtesy to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Miss Ostapenko early in the season. Let's say he's a little out of shape. Maybe he could have a little better cardio. You hit deep balls, cross court, make him run a lot until he dies, until his neck beard is so filled with sweat that he just wants to quit. And I I don't know how much uh, I really think of David Goffin at this point in his career. I expected a little better out of him. But Maxime Cressy takes him on today in Washington on hard courts. It's been a while since he played hard courts. He's actually had a, a fair little break, but Christ, if you want form and you want form on, you know, fastish courts, he went to the finals and beat Alexander Bublik in Newport. He went to the finals and dropped a tough one, a three setter to Taylor Fritz before that in Eastbourne. Like he has some good results over the summer has played very well. So this is, I, I don't know why he's not a bigger favorite over, uh, over Jack Sack. Some of this, maybe if you look back at his hard court numbers, it hasn't, uh, it's been a while since he's played on it, but I will take this minus one and a half in Washington. And as, as it is a WTATP event, both the men and women are playing there. So you'll have some action in Washington in uh, both of these sexes as you watch like that, it. that it's beautiful too like you said the stacking of the schedule is like you have washington and then you have late night like there was tennis going on well past midnight uh in the central time zone for me in san jose i did not stay up for some of it but there was a uh, claire Liu had a nice little upset in the late 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 match i woke up to see so been some fun tennis out in san jose as well and then we'll close with some win total wednesday i love it and that's I haven't had a chance to listen to the deep dive yet, but this is this is a level of optimism I did not expect. Yeah, this is more of a, hey, we took some futures on the Jaguars, and maybe we got maybe we got a little too excited. Maybe we were maybe we were hanging in our echo chamber a little too hard, and said, ah, this team's gonna win the goddamn Super Bowl. It's not likely, but the odds were 150 to one, and they should maybe be half that because it does have a good upside i think you know you talk about market sentiment you talk about how the market as a whole views a team or even just the media the fans and stuff and the jags are down there with the texans and some of the real dregs of the league because they were so bad last year but i mean it was a team essentially without a leadership you know core 
Urban Meyer sucked shit as a coach in, in the NFL. He was kicking players and he's and, more than a bad coach. I mean, how would you describe him? Like, like it, it was disaster yeah, even the right word? He didn't know was, the names of players on his own team. I mean, like it just to call him a bad coach is like disgraceful to bad coaches. Like Hugh Jackson somewhere is going, Hey, 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 I was pretty bad, but like I wasn't actively, you know, trying to sabotage the organization. Yeah, he definitely just mailed it in. I mean, there was one press conference where they asked him about a player, and he was like, yeah, that guy, he's getting a lot more snaps. We're, we're, we're happy to plug him in a lot more. He had played zero snaps that day or something along those lines. Like he, just, he was super mailing it in. Doug Peterson, I don't have to tell you, Noops, has done more with less. He took a Philly team and a redheaded, a redheaded guy whose head would be red with a hat if it weren't uh, – People weren't red with hair and made him into a winner. Obviously, injuries have kind of hampered Wentz. What you think of Wentz now, it probably is shaded a lot with some of the injuries he's suffered early in his career. But that team was not expected to do a whole lot and really, really overperformed. He's great, great with uh, some of these quarterbacks he's had over the years. And I like him too, as far as I don't really consider him a, a fired coach. Like he essentially just butted heads with management and said, well, if that's that, I'm going to do some stuff to piss you off and we're going to part ways. I'm going to take a year off of football and I'm going to find a better job. And I love the fans. Him wanted him. That was a fan thing. Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah, those they, fans hated Doug Peterson. So it's a very fickle fan base, uh, not just Philly, but just like NFL fan bases, fan bases in general, regardless. So um, there's a lot of sixes out there. You can pay minus 30. I found that, but I had some free bet credits apparently i think it was a case of i wanted to bet something so i moved a bunch of bitcoin and i took the bonuses at my bookie and now i have all this free bet credit and it's their free bet credit sucks because how how should you use a free bet we've talked about this in the past you should play long shots because there's no risk involved well their free bets uh max out the two win like essentially neutralizing that which i gotta remember I should just not take their bonuses. So you can't play long shots in golf because their max win is like $500. So it's like, oh, you can't bet that much on this golfer. Every every time I find like a long number on somebody, I try to use the free play and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I bet someone at 36 use real money for that. this week. Yeah, you got to use real money. But So that tells you how much I bet on this. It is uh, a smaller bet because I have some Jaguars exposure. Basically, if this hits, it covers all my other Jaguars bets. <laughs> like, then they don't have to win the Super Bowl or the AFC or do anything else crazy. So small bet on the Jaguars, over six and a half, plus 108. You can find plus money at a few other books at six and a half. Or, again, if you think it's worth it, over six, minus 130, 135 is definitely a price that's out there for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got some deep dive catch up to do this afternoon. Hopefully get through one or two of them. Might have to li- listen on like one and a half speed, honestly, to catch up at this point. But yeah, that one should be interesting. I didn't think you guys could love anybody more than you love the Lions, but apparently. Yeah, there's uh, there's some <laughs> there's some love fests for us this year so far. You got Trevor Lawrence MVP? I don't know. There's some Trevor Lawrence player props that are probably probably worth playing. It's hard to play overs on quarterbacks because, man, talk about a position where it's just so easy to miss a few games here or there. So I hate taking season-long overs on things. I think Drew had a season-long rushing total last year, and it it came right down to it. It cashed by, like, 
you know, it, it was 10, 15 yards or something over what he betted at. It was very, very close. Good job by the book. I remember who that was. Yeah. So. Well, Connor Allen for four, for four did a thing. I mean, you should almost just blindly bet under. So uh, it's, it's taking all that stuff into account. It's just tough with those season long problems. Yeah. Um, abnormally distributed former guest on the, on the deep dive. He said, he mentioned that once he's like, Hey, I ran the, it was week by week player props at pinnacle. And he says, you should probably just bet the unders on every running back rushing total all the time, because it was like an obscene return for a blind black box kind of betting. So world series. pick. We didn't even bet. Um, I had, so when the trade went through, I had Soto or Soto. I had the Padres 20 to 1 and 10 to 1 World Series and NL in the queue. And it flashed off as I was betting, but it left the NL up. So I have the Padres at 10 to 1 to win the NL, which is a good number. But uh, I liked what the Twins did. They needed some pitching despite losing last night. I liked what the Padres did, obviously, just said, hell with it. We're in a small market. Let's go all in. This is our shot. Uh, the Astros got tougher. That stinks for anyone in the AL. And honestly, I like. I kind of liked what the Phillies did as well. Phillies got some help too. So some teams made out like uh, a bandit. Um, kind of i don't i don't i hate these winners and losers at the trade deadline but astros um, versus nl west that's my pick i can't tell if it's the dodgers or the padres but it feels like we're heading for astros california team and it does uh i do feel better about my twins to win the al central bet because the twins made some small moves michael fulmer is a nice uh a nice addition from the Tigers, but they, they got some pitching help. They got three pitchers, essentially what they needed a starter and two bullpen helpers and the guardians. I almost said Indians guardians and white Sox really didn't do shit. They are hot on the tail of Minnesota, only a game or two behind. And they really didn't do much. I don't know if Larusa slept through the deadline, but there was not much action uh, coming from, coming from those, I don't know what you want to call it, front offices over the deadline. So good for Minnesota, bad for those teams. I don't think Minnesota can honestly win a playoff game, much less a series, because they haven't done that for a long time. But boy, would I love to see them take the AL Central. I have that at 6-1 to one from before the season. I think it was something I even talked about on here. So let's go Twins. Hit the thumbs up if you have a World Series pick. Leave it in the comments on the YouTube. Um, talk about my hat. Talk about the Mets. Uh, talk about the Phillies. Mets could do it. Whatever. Yeah, I like the Mets. Anything's too. possible. We'll see you guys tomorrow, huh?